Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 4, Episode 14. Today we're talking about The Kindred from 1987, directed by Stephen Carpenter and Jeffrey Obrow. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Jesse from Say You Love Satan. Welcome to The Dumpster. Holy shit, here we are. Finally. I've been talking about this fucking movie for what? Since we started, I think, I've been talking about doing the fucking Kindred. Uh, I love it so much. News to me. News to you. <laughs> Talked about it a bunch. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I, this is the first time I ever saw it. How the fuck would I ever make that correlation? I mean, if you're talking <laughs> well, about, like, Good Burger, I would remember it coming up, but not this. All right, fine. Well, I've been talking about it. But, uh, but yeah, we got a very special guest with us today. We got Jesse from Say You Love Satan Podcast. Uh, what is up, dude? How you doing? What's up, fellow Pennsylvanians? Sean, are you from Pennsylvania? Uh, I am not, but I am now an, a resident of it. Oh, you live in Pennsylvania now? Yeah, just recently, as of a month or two ago, two months ago. Joe, where do you live right now, dude? I live in Banger, PA, which is between Easton and Stroudsburg. All right, so you live out there in, like, the beast within rape country. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, I got fucked by that locust, man. That's what happened. He dragged me out here. Are you, like, relatively close to him, Sean? Uh, I'm actually in Chalfont. He's closer to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's like 20, 30 from Philly. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I was I was thinking you were, like, also out there. Like, maybe you had uh, Ernest Borgnine from The Deadly Blessing, like, <laughs> m- making you some uh, mincemeat pie. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, uh, yeah, well, we're both from Jersey. I transplanted here, like, four years ago. Um... And uh, we kind of just made the move because, you know, it's cheaper to live here than it is in New Jersey, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like it's like Philadelphia. Philadelphians in general, it's like is its own place unto itself. And everything else in Pennsylvania is just like might as well just be like a forest, you know? Yeah, it's like a completely <laughs> different fucking world, man. Yeah, that's how we look at it. So I know who you are. Sean knows who you are. And you've told the audience who you are. But uh, what do you do? You, you run, you, you, uh, you're you you're one of the hosts for Say You Love Satan podcast. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We've been doing Say You Love Satan since uh, 2015, which uh, is is incredible to say it out loud. We've been doing it for six years. And some, sometimes when I'm looking through our episodes, it doesn't seem like we've done that much in that period of time. But I think about all the editing work I've done and all the time I've lost on my life <laughs> doing <laughs> doing this fucking shit um you know I, I, yeah it's it's good it's good that's awesome dude <laughs> uh you know the folks out there appreciate it e- even if they don't say anything right i like to think that in my head yeah i mean we got a good we got a pretty good following at this point um and the people that love us love us and the people that hate us particularly hate me and that's fine as well <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you do to these people that hate you so much i don't know they just they just don't like it they just don't like me i just i trail off too much i guess i'm gonna hone it in for this episode for you guys but i'm still gonna be jesse i can't i, I can't not be jesse you know be yourself fuck them who cares <laughs> you've been doing it for six fucking years man oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh where where can everybody find the podcast i mean is it is it everywhere you get your podcast <laughs> is there say you love satan uh, podcast.com yeah you can go to say you love satan podcast.com you can find us on instagram say you love satan podcast um we're on you know if you're listening to podcast you could type it in your fucking thing we're on spotify we're on itunes blah 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 we're everywhere <laughs> give us a give, give give us a listen you know Put a lot of work into the show, but just don't listen to like the first 50 episodes until you like 
<laughs> until you really like the show. And then maybe you'll, you go back and you listen to those first 50 just to get like the little because you got to get the Say You Love Satan lore is in those first 50 episodes. Yeah. But you never want to start. I think that's a problem that a lot of people have with like podcasts and like I listened to the first episode. I didn't like it. Yeah, motherfucker. They've been doing it for 200 episodes. Don't you think <laughs> those first like 50 are probably shit? Yeah. You know, what the, you know, it's not like it's not like I have money behind like most podcasters aren't like you know, rubbing their hands together with fucking hundred dollar bills. You know, right? This isn't a Paul Shear operation here. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, most podcasts you learn as you go. So you know. Oh yeah, we're all fucking grassroots here, baby. And yeah. you know, uh, as far as like um, people like not getting into the show, uh, like get like getting into it from the beginning. You're absolutely fucking correct. Like, I hope people listen to newer shows that we do and don't listen to that fucking first season man because it's rough yeah i was gonna say we haven't uh brought up the whole running joke on the show in a while of yeah go back and listen to all the episodes i, I think we kind of silently killed that one but uh yeah hey you know if you want to hear the history of rumple stiltskin it's episode three. Oh fuck yeah i will say the people that are going to stick with you, though, they are the ones that will go back and listen to those shitty episodes because the really the listeners of Say You Love Satan, they'll go back and they'll be like, those episodes weren't as bad as you said they were. And I'm like, OK, you're a, you're a, you're a lifer. <laughs> you're a lifer. <laughs> For sure. It's like, man, my audio is shit. We didn't really know what the fuck we were talking about. We didn't oh have anything on point. Oh, my goodness. The first episode is so awkward to listen to. Like, I can't I fucking I went back out of like morbid curiosity like two years ago and listened to it. And I like I died 50 50 times inside my body. Uh, dude, I listened to hours and I was like, that's a different person talking. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, <laughs> you have to go back. Like you said, you have to go back and get that fucking deep uh, Say You Love Satan or fucking MDU lore to, to, to get all the jokes that we're dishing out. But you can still enjoy the show. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it um without that but uh but yeah yeah so yeah before we fucking jump into this uh creature feature uh i just want to talk a little bit about um the directors uh carpenter and uh obrow uh did the power together as well have you guys seen that one i've seen the power yeah i have yeah i've, I've seen the dorm that drip blood as well and uh I don't know. They're they're okay. I don't think yeah, they're, they're fine. They're, yeah, they're not terrible movies. Uh, kind of kind of like this movie. Yeah, totally. But, <laughs> and, and then there's movies like Survivors and Blue Streak that I'm just kind of like, yeah, you can fucking keep that shit, dude. I can't believe he was like a writer on Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. Wasn't Martin Lawrence in that or something? Yeah, that blew my fucking mind when I was looking at that. Because like I just I some sometimes you can see a person's arc and sometimes <laughs> it just makes no sense. Totally whack, dude. <laughs> like I whenever I think of Blue Streak, I think of that one line that Martin Lawrence has when he's like talking about his shoelaces because the guard won't give him his other shoelaces. He's like, what are you going to do, floss your ass with it? <laughs> you think you think that was a, 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 a Stephen Carpenter line? You think he wrote that for uh, Martin? That uh, was definitely, yeah, it was definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of other films these guys were involved with, uh, Jeffrey Obrow, or however you say that guy's name. Obrow, where art thou? Obrow, who gives a fuck? He directed Bram Stoker's Legend of the Mummy, starring MDU alumni Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> so I can only imagine there's a scene with an Italian mobster walking in with the fucking canopic uh, jars, and he's like, oh, I got the organs! And, you know, of course, Lou Gossett knocks it out of his hand. Oh, yeah, he fucking smacks him in the face with it? Yeah, yeah. Were these guys, like, attached twins at some point? Is that why they have to keep directing movies together? Like, well, what is the fucking deal with this? Who knows? But one one split off and was moderately successful, and the other one just fucking dive bombed into direct a video shit. Um, but can you imagine two directors on the set of this movie? Why the fuck do you need two directors on the movie? Well, <laughs> well, because I, th I think Stephen fucking does the cinematography, so I totally get that. So he's like DP 
directing, and Jeff's just directing, so, like, I understand that. Okay. But you are right. I don't think you needed two people for this movie. Unless they, well, you know, the share the credit, fellas, right? Okay. The power struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Over Anthony, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Anthony! I got a lot to say about Anthony. <laughs> So, this flick is only on fucking VHS, and I've been waiting since the dawn of fucking time for Synapse to release that fucking Blu-ray, man. And I think it's finally happening uh, in October this month, or this year, rather. Oh, I mean, I'll, at this point, I'll believe it when I see it, because I've been hearing about this Blu-ray since probably, like, 2008. Oh, yeah. When I used to go to Chiller Convention, and, like, Synapse had, like, a little table there, and, I, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're gonna be putting it out, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I think, about, I think about then and now, and all the shit that has happened to me, that time and they're still trying to get this dumb fucking movie on blu-ray right hats off to you guys i i I guess it's a struggle with the music uh david newman's score or something or whatever who could fucking care uh it's funny you say that because uh uh my buddy me and my buddy chris barr who uh does the talks on the dark side uh show with us uh we used to have uh this company called home video express and we put the fucking kindred out like on bootleg DVD, like the best quality version that I've seen. That's my biggest gripe about this movie. So I have this on VHS, but I didn't want to fucking go digging out my fucking Vestron copy of this. <laughs> so, um, so I watched it on YouTube and Jesus fucking God damn, dude, it's like the <laughs> darkest motherfucking movie since The Beast Within. You can't see anything. Yeah, it's right up there with The Beast Within and the fucking uh, Home Sweet Home with Body by Jake. Man, you cannot watch this these kinds of shit on. You can't watch V. VHS rips on fucking YouTube because they oh they they load them up at like the lowest fucking quality like possible so it's already shitty to begin with you know well it does come with those uh, scam lines and skipping so it has the charm <laughs> but like I I do imagine I can imagine it may look a whole lot different on Blu-ray you know with a good like copy and cleaned up and stuff like you may see more of those shitty special effects a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was just about to say, you're going to see some of those great special effects. <laughs> the special effects look like fucking something Giger would have did when he was 12 years old, like w- w- with Play-Doh. Oh, man. Sign me the fuck up, dude. Slimy, slimy creatures fucking coming out of watermelons and shit. I love it. <laughs> Spraying fucking goo all over Rod Steiger. <laughs> fuck him. Oh, man, he's another one. I couldn't believe he was in this movie. So never, never out on fucking Blu-ray or DVD. I think I actually think it's on DVD in the UK, which is out of print, so you can't even get it anymore. Well, did you watch your DVD, Joe? That you you personally printed? Yeah, Joe. No, I didn't. I watched my Vestron VHS. So you didn't even give yourself a pat on the back. You just watched the original. No, yeah. But you want to know why? Because I don't own half that fucking catalog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We never printed it. I never printed it for myself. We only sold them. You blew it. Yeah, fuck me. I, you know who has a copy? Matt Curione of Monsters Never Die podcast. We'll have to ask him about that when we have him on again. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, speaking about the effects that uh, Jesse hates, uh, Michael John McCracken <laughs> fucking did the effects. <laughs> and uh, there are a ton of folks that worked under this dude for this that have gone on to do all kinds of great flicks. I'm not going to go into them because it's too fucking numerous to 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 uh, to list. But, um, you know, it. I really love them. I that's what that's my allure to this flick is is the monster effects, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much what this fucking movie has going for it for me. I mean, it has to be the allure, otherwise you're just focusing on a <laughs> on a Porsche driving into a house. <laughs> There's no other allure, dude. <laughs> oh hell no, dude. I mean, I mean the box art is fucking awesome. I'll give them that. Yes. The, the, the box art is is like 
really fucking good, which is what I talk about all the time on our podcast. It's like you look at movies today and every, like even A Quiet Place too. I saw that in the movies and I, and I did enjoy it. But the poster for that is fucking stupid. You got Emily Blunt photoshopped holding a kid. You, <laughs> hire an artist to draw something fucking cool, you know? They got the money too, right? Like what the fuck is the deal with that? Yeah. You know what that made me think of on uh, Facebook? Uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys uh, had posted that fucking, the Halloween new uh, covers. Oh, Jesus fucking <laughs> God, dude. Man, they look like shit, dude. One and three look fine, and the rest is just like, who the fuck was paid to do this? How was this approved? Because I think that artist like did the ones they that they liked the best first, and they were gung ho, <laughs> and then after that they were just like, fuck this. Oh my! I God. never even watched. I never even fucking watched this Nick Cage Halloween. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was pretty good. I just like they put out that fucking box set. Just, just use the same fucking art, dude. Like I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It looks like ass. Yeah, the classic art is cool. You know. Yeah, it's it's iconic. You know. I think I think Shout Factory kind of started that whole like mm. do, get like and I do appreciate that that they hire an artist to do it but it's like let's put every iconic scene in a mishmash on the cover and yeah, yeah and people will splooge like they've never splooged before. And that's kind of cool but I don't know it all gets a bit samey, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, 100% that's my that's my point. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit I usually flip those around if they have an alternate cover. I mean, <laughs> straight up, especially the uh, stepfather one, by the way. I, I mentioned this on Instagram last year, but it's literally the discipliner, the, you know, dead on the ground, just blood coming out of him. Like, that's the reverse cover. Like, OK, I don't know. I like I want to see the original art. That's just me. I like the uh, so all like again, like that Kindred original poster art is fucking great. Yeah, it's awesome. With a with the fucking baby bottle, I was like, okay, what is this gonna be like? Baby Selwyn kills people. Yep, I don't know, dude, but it's it fits right into the fucking MDU's uh, killer baby uh, pantheon, though. <laughs> yes, it does. Hanging out with the fucking suckling and chuds and and uh, what is it? The orca uh, fetus. <laughs> The orca fetus, yes. Oh, yeah, dude. The peanut, the circus peanut, yeah. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Group. Yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Baby Fetus, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Coming, Stay tuned. That's coming to you for sure, especially now with the addition of Anthony on that fucking uh, team. Oh, yeah. Uh, just real quick, uh, the soundtrack I really dig, uh, again, by David Newman, and, like, he has done a fuck ton of shit that you've heard. Um, I just wanted to note a couple of them because... Um, We've done them on the show. <laughs> like, we did the Runestone, um, and we did Jingle All the Way, but he also did uh, Meet the Applegates, which I love, which was on the schedule this year, but maybe we'll get to it next year. Oh, my God, dude. Meet the Applegates is so fucking underrated. It's great, dude, and I really wanted to tackle it, but it just didn't pan out uh, this year. Love it. You know, My Demon Lover, he did both fucking Bill and Ted movies and uh, Little Monsters uh, amongst huh. a pantheon of shit. Uh, he, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Anyway, um, again, I mentioned Chris Barr before, our good friend uh, Chris Barr from uh, Tape Hill. If you follow him on Instagram, he's going to be doing, he does uh, soundtrack worship, right? So he takes horror soundtracks and uh, kind of makes these little cool videos with them. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, should be dropping this week if it hasn't dropped already. Um, but yeah. Do you guys remember your first interaction with this film besides you, Sean, because you just saw it for the first time fucking tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I, so... I mean, I've, I've said this story multiple times on our podcast, but this is new. It's all new with new movie dumpster listeners. So I used to I used to go to this guy um, at a flea market when I was uh, in my early 20s. And he, basically, 
I, I thought I think he used to rob VHS stores and like sell all the VHSs like to like people at the uh, flea market. Oh, it's possible. So I would buy all these VHSs from these got from this dude just based on the awesome cover. And, you know, nine times out of ten, they turned out to be shitty movies. But <laughs> it's it's the it's the journey that matters. You know, it's the journey. For sure. But I, bu- I bought the Kindred and I'm like literally, dude, I watched this movie like, you know, maybe five times in my early 20s. And then I never watched it again until Joe shot me a DM on Instagram and was like, do you want to be on the Kindred episode? And I was like, holy shit, I haven't fucking thought about that movie in a long time. And here we are. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Have any regrets yet? No, I mean, listen, I I, 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 I love The Beast Within. It's like one of my favorite fucking movies. And I sure. do like I do find a lot in common with this movie. But this movie's more like if H.P. Lovecraft was going to write like like The Young and the Restless. <laughs> like a soap yeah dude yeah it's like it has like hardcore soap vibes to it and then like yeah. out of nowhere you have like dumb giger alien like coming out of floorboards and <laughs> fucking jizzing on people like the, the entire oh yeah shooting that goo <laughs> oh yeah tentacle penis oh yeah well w- oh we're gonna get phallic in a second um yeah i remember like reading like when the internet had first just fucking come out uh there was like badmovies.org and that was like my mainstay to like learn about uh shit just trying to find out about movies and stuff um, like that you can't find or that are hard to find or, or you know, in my fucking wheelhouse that I enjoyed. Um, and The Kindred was one of them. Now, I hadn't actually been able to get my hands on this movie until I was about like 16 or 17. But I remember watching because uh, the guy who ran the site, Andrew, used to post like like shitty fucking low res screen caps and like a shitty like low res uh, 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 video. Like the watermelon scene in particular was on there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to fucking see this movie. So fast forward, I picked it up and I, you know, a little bit later down the road. And I've been in love with this movie ever since. I have a fuck. I have this shit on Laserdisc. I have the fucking soundtrack on a vinyl. I got the one sheet. I got a fucking baby bib promo that that they put out for it. Kids today will never fucking know. The struggles we had to go to to watch shitty movies like this. No, no. <laughs> and you had to, even if it was the shittiest thing, dude, you loved every second of it, too. Oh, oh you abs- absolutely, dude. Absolutely. It's like, oh, we're finally, we're finally seeing this. We're finally watching Cannibal Holocaust or we're finally watching, you know, face it, whatever, it, you know, whatever it is. The hug a bunch. Yeah. But without further ado, you know, uh, uh, we always have the guest uh, kind of give a very short plot crunch of the film before we roll into it. So, uh, Jesse, if you'd like to do the honors for us. Oh, my God. So fucking this dude's driving down the street in a Porsche, (laughs) smashes into a house, and then this bitch falls down into, like, John Goodman's outhouse, and and there's there's a fucking tentacle creature in there. And and that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's it, man. Everything in between doesn't fucking matter. There's Yeah, there's some genetic shit in there. There's, like, a mer-bitch. You know, there's some stuff going on, but overall, you just need to know about the Porsche driving into the house and the John Goodman shithole that's a, that he falls down into. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up the film. Yeah, you, weirdly enough, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this fucking guy crashing into this fucking house, <laughs> this guy's zooming down the fucking road. It, 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 like, no credits or nothing. It just opens up and this guy's coming in and he's like... <laughs> riding like this old couple's ass like oh come on learn how to drive (laughs) he literally pulls up on the side to yell at this old guy and runs into a fucking house that's being moved like off the road yeah uh, I'm moving a house and I crash and it's just in the middle of the road. We don't have lights. We don't have flares. We have nothing to tell people this is coming up on the road. <laughs> they like to like, you know, with, with movies like this, people like to throw out shit like this is a low budget B movie, but don't even fucking try to tell me the budget wasn't 
semi-substantial if you have a Porsche driving into a house in the middle of a fucking road. And it explodes! Oh, no way! It's gotta be up there. It's gotta be like at least a mil, right? I think so. I didn't look at that. I didn't look at it either, but you think it has to be, you know? Unless (sighs) they just put like a Porsche emblem on the back of like a fucking Plymouth Reliant or something, you know? (laughs) So, so they fucking crash in this thing and they're like loading this body up and they put him in the ambulance and they're, and they fucking, they're driving away and there's something shady going on with the, uh, the driver. Cause he's like, Hey, uh, is that guy dead or what? And he's like, no, he's, you know, maybe. And he's like, you think he's going to die or I hope he dies because <laughs> some guy's about to fucking run us off the road and take this body and knock you the fuck out. Uh, because this guy's like in bed with this fucking, uh, ruffian who steals bodies for this doctor (laughs) to do experiments on. That ruffian's about 95 years old. You think he'd get somebody that's a little like, you know, more in shape to kidnap somebody? Also, how convoluted is this fucking story? You could yeah. you could just t- tell the ambulance dude to drive to a secluded area. You could be more inconspicuous if you just kidnap someone in broad daylight in front of a crowded mall. I think you would have less people like trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah, man. Why don't you just go bonk people on the fucking head? Like, you know, you're, you're waiting for car crashes to happen or some kind of accident to abduct these bodies <laughs> i mean he runs him off the road like i'm thinking about fear street that we just reviewed where she drips the fucking nose bleed uh the blood on the on the witch what if that happened what if this guy when he got out of the car he bled on some fucking bones we would we would have had even a bigger problem on hand i just i think about their state farm agent and like the fucking <laughs> they're calling the state farm agent for the sixth fucking time that month about a fucking hit and run <laughs> yeah dude somebody i don't know some guy punched me in the face uh, uh well the one guy that's not in on it gets hit with like a billy club I mean, that's the fucking shit beat out of him. <laughs> that dude has a fucking uh, concussion, man. He yeah. <laughs> he gets cracked up with a lead pipe. I do love the driver who's in on the uh, thing like you were explaining. Is like pretending like he's knocked out because he doesn't want to get the beating too. And the guy's like, come on, get out here. He's like, you know we got to do it this way. He's like, oh, come on, man. And he like fucking clubs him in the nose. Dude, he drops his cash on him like a fucking $10 whore. He fucking knocks this guy out and just rains on him and fucking walks away. He absolutely does. <laughs> 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 so we get uh so we cut to this hospital and we get introduced to John uh Hollins, who's played by Dev- David Allen Brooks. And um I guess he's trying to come up with this serum to cure Alzheimer's or whatever. We never fucking hear about it again. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going on in this movie. Things are, like, talked about and then dropped almost immediately. Some guy, Hart, that's in his office, he's like, come here, look at this. Look in this, tele- look in this microscope. And he looks at it, he goes, you see that? Uh, amino acid. That fucking, that right there is going to cure Alzheimer's. Anyway, here's the rest of the movie. Yeah, this whole movie is, like, just fucking fake science. Like, the name of the place <laughs> they're working at is called Geneticell. Yo, it's like, oh come on, dude. <laughs> dude, I need a Geneticell t-shirt for sure. A hundred percent. It's fucking, like, I, I can imagine imagine like the office next to him was like adrian brody fucking that splice creature or something <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff you have going on in this place david gale's making fucking singenor next door dude yeah he sure is <laughs> it's in the basement definitely a uh, cover for an umbrella lab <laughs> oh yeah well sharon his uh girlfriend i guess uh, comes and is like, yeah, we just got to call your mom. She woke up in the hospital. Yeah, she had like a she had a heart attack while she was driving and like crashed and went into a fucking coma. 
And like <laughs> he goes to see his mom and they're talking briefly about this guy, Dr. Lloyd, who's Rod Steiger, which we're going to get to. But he's like, he's like, yeah. Oh, your mom woke up in the hospital. Oh, by the way, did you see Dr. Lloyd today? He was he was looking for you. And he's like, oh, that guy, Dr. Lloyd, he worked in germ warfare. And uh, he also worked with uh, Mother Miranda and decided to make that fucking T-virus, man. I know he was doing it in that basement. Oh, yeah. He loves the tall ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, who fucking does it, man? Sign me up. So they go to see his mom and like the fucking uh... <laughs> mom's like immediate like, hey, what did I ever say about leaving me uh, alive after I go comatose? <laughs> why didn't you pull the plug? She's like, why didn't you pull the plug? I was in a coma. Yeah, but she's like, she's telling him stuff, but she's not telling him stuff like a normal person. She's like the fucking Riddler. No, <laughs> she's yeah. like, she's telling him stuff. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, a girl has as many sisters as brothers, but each brother has only half as many brothers as sisters. <laughs> How many brothers? and sisters are in the family and he's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about Riddler a car leaves <laughs> leaves New York City at 5pm how long does it take to get to the farmhouse where I genetically spliced your uh, genes with uh, sea creatures he's like this isn't this isn't the SATs mom and he just starts <laughs> smothering her with the fucking pillow I was gonna say it just never got there because it hit a house on the road well, this is true <laughs> Yeah, she's like, she's like, you gotta go to the farmhouse. You gotta go to the old Grady farm and kill that leprechaun in the basement. <laughs> Make sure you bring a four-leaf clover. Put it in his mouth. <laughs> she fucking, she's like, she's babbling on about the Anthony journals, and she realizes that there was her work's there, and she's like, you gotta go destroy it. Burn the fucking house down. Oh, by the way, uh, I let your brother out. His name's Anthony. And then she just like you know the nurses rush in and she has a fucking episode or something and he just is like okay and he leaves i had sex with billy connors <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's gonna turn into a connor's wolf oh no you think john's gonna transform too he might oh god yeah everybody everybody's fucking cicada sliming up consequently john is from the young and the restless <laughs> Oh, my God. Is he really? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is, dude. He is. That, okay, well, that, that explains his acting. Yeah, for sure. This is when we start to get the down low on this fucking Dr. Lloyd character. Because we cut back to him because John comes back to the hospital. And Dr. Lloyd's like, first he's meeting with like that guy that stole the body. And he's like, okay, yeah, looks good. Get rid of it. Throw him in the hole. Yeah, you don't give your heroin dealers your your work address. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're gonna show up whenever the fuck they want, dude. Yeah, he's like, what, what do you think you're doing here? And he's like, look, listen, pal, I need some more to green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. When the second guy comes in, I do yeah. want to know if there's this fucked up scene. I don't even know what's really happening to be honest. But Lloyd, he's fucking like operating on like a reanimated cat or like a, a a skinless cat or something oh yeah man that's fucking this is the details later man this is what happened to fucking uh, herbert west the monstrosity <laughs> Oh, okay. This is him older. This is him after uh, what was that? Bride reanimator, or did they make a third one? Well, yeah, he found he found his fucking notebook, and he was trying to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's like Marlon Brando vibes from Island of Doctor Moreau, hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Is. Yeah, yes. Yeah, waiting for that little weird guy to come out and start playing piano sometime. <laughs> 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 the worm guy? Oh man! Yeah. So yeah, he takes he takes this guy down to the basement. He's like, oh, "Okay, I got your money. Come come follow me into the umbrella basement. Look at this." 
You see that door? Go through that door. Your money's right in there. And he leads him through the fucking thing and he slams it behind him and he's like, I've been duped! And the fucking Basket Case 2 family comes out and just fucking like rips this guy apart. Why wouldn't you be suspicious when Marlon Brando is walking you down a castle stairs that have like tor- torches are lit, it's fucking dank and dark, and then he goes up to this like steel door that's 48 inches thick and he's like, hold on, I gotta type in my super secret password. You are dumb. And then he goes in, he's like, Go get your money. Go get your $20. It's right down there in the darkness. Attached to a fish hook, like on a line, right? Somebody's reeling it in. Yeah, it's it's like people under the stairs. Like, that's what fucking, they, they come out from the cage. Oh, it might as well have be, yeah, fucking roaches down there. Well, the best part of this whole scene, too, before he gets uh, thrown in there and murdered, he's like, yeah, are you still afraid of me? And the guy's like, oh, he's like, uh, what, what does he say? He's like, oh, I would never double cross somebody that has the eyes of a killer. And he's like, Okay, still kills him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, he's like, I would, yeah, he's like, my daddy told me never to cross someone who has the eyes of a killer, and he's like, all right, now go in that darkness and get your $20. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, because he basically, right before that, he's like, yeah, well, you're not my friend, go fuck yourself, and he's like, oh, okay, all right, well, come in here. Yeah. Yeah, they have a uh, interesting dynamic in the relationship. I, like, like, he was not vital to the fucking plan anyway. No. So John goes to see Lloyd in his office, and he's like, <laughs> this guy... I swear to Christ, every fucking person that he runs into that knows his mom, he's like, you know my mom, right? He's like, I danced at a wedding. You could say that. And he's like, do do you know anything about Anthony or the Anthony journals? Does she have another son somewhere? And he's like, I, what? Experiment? I don't know what you're talking about. When he goes in there, you think they're he's like, do you feel awkward talking about this? I thought they were going to start talking about like erectile dysfunction or something. <laughs> and he's like, tell me about my mommy. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls out his little fucking uh, uh, syringe set. He's like, look, I got a little bit of the blue and the red. I mean, what's, what ails you, kiddo? I think uh, John's got a little case of necrophilia, as we'll find out a little later in the movie. I, I don't know. Fucking Lloyd is on some shit, too. He's fucking animals that turn into people. We will get to it. Oh, yeah. So Lloyd, by the way let's talk about him briefly before we get too far away from that he's a fucking umbrella scientist dude he's fucking gene splicing and creating like i don't know what a fucking the perfect uh organism question mark well yes but specifically the actor so rod steiger steiger however the hell you say it i think it's steiger let's just go with that he's been in a ton of shit but i just picked out three that jumped out at me uh, he was the fucking General Decker character in Mars Attacks. You know, that guy that's always yelling to fucking fire the nukes at the aliens. <laughs> he was, uh, oh my god, this one killed me. He played W.C. Fields in a biopic called W.C. Fields and Me. I looked up the trailer. I don't know if anybody listening to this or you guys are W.C. Fields fans, but holy shit, this movie looks horrible. Yeah, my little chickadee. I think I fucking have that, but I've never actually watched it. <laughs> Look up the trailer. Uh, it, it's even funnier if you know W.C. Fields' work, because it's actually a pretty good impression, but just the <laughs> lines coming out of this guy's mouth or something else. His IMD picture is fucking awesome, because somewhere along the line, he turned into, like, a hairless mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> With glasses. And he's got like Coke dealer glasses on now. It's like, I was just like, that's fucking awesome, dude. And uh, the, the last role I'll mention uh, was, uh, you know, of course, Father Delaney from Amityville. Yeah. The guy that gets the flies all over his face. So he goes to see Amanda, John's mom, and she's in her bed and she's like, oh, you'll, uh, you, what do you want? And he's like, tell me, who's this Anthony character? Tell me about it. And she's like, no, don't go to my farmhouse and find my experiments i need to burn it all we 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 did it i hybridized the, the creature and 
It's exactly what you want, but you can't have it. Don't do it. And he's like, tell me where the fuck it is. I, I need to know what Anthony is. <laughs> he's like, how many Anthonys were there? Anthony one? Anthony two? <laughs> I thought he was going to smother her with a pillow. I thought he did. I could remember. No, dude. He uses his fucking scanner abilities and he explodes her heart. <laughs> That's basically, he's like, goes down to her chest and he's like looking at her fucking heart. And she's like, no, don't fucking do it. <laughs> you don't have much time left, Amanda. And then it pops. And Slam cut to her funeral. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, and this is where we find out, like I had just mentioned, John, you know, John, he wants to have a little time alone with the body. So, uh, you know, <laughs> his, he doesn't want his secret to get out. You know, even though it's his mother, he sees a dead body. It's a woman. He's got to insert himself in there somehow. It's possible. But then Melissa the Murbitch comes and just totally cock blocks him. Yeah, yeah. She fucking swims up next to him and she, she, he's just like, who are you? And she's like, hello, uh, I read all of your mother's work and it's f- absolutely fascinating. Without skipping a beat, he's like... You ever read the Anthony journals? <laughs> you ever see the Kindred TM? <laughs> She's like, no, I've never seen it. And he's like, huh. He walks away. He's like, guess what? He tells fucking uh, Sharon. He's like, we got company on a fucking little field trip. This woman I just met at my mother's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> is coming up to the house. Uh, immediately, as soon as she walked up and was like, yeah, nobody knows who I am. I was like, all right, she's a mole. Oh, for sure. You're, you little fucking spy. But she's actually a fish. Oh, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> so John takes the, him and his fucking crew of uh, his ragtag uh, scientists or whatever to the, to the Browns family farm. And yeah, they set up shop in there and they're like, they're like, Going through the house, I love how, like, right at the beginning, something's up because Sharon goes outside and, like, uh, breaks through the floor by this by this uh, freezer that's outside. And it's all rotted out. And she's like, huh, that must be the basement. Uh, something stinks coming out of there. We should go check it out. And he's like, nah, <laughs> let's go Let's go look at the rest of the house instead. Yeah, if, a fuck, if my basement smells like John Wayne Gacy's fucking underwear, I'm... <laughs> I'm going down there first fucking thing and seeing what the fuck is up. I'm not going to be like, let's go check out the toiletries, you know, like, yes, <laughs> nothing else matters. Because even Brad comes in later, one of his co-workers, who was probably my favorite character in the movie, this kind of Charlie from Rumpelstiltskin-esque character, kind of almost like Charlie from uh, House 2-esque character, rather. Yeah, I like him, though. Brad. Yeah, he comes in and he's like, yeah, uh, what's in the basement at one point? And John's just like, ah, it's a uh, laundry, whatever. I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's not It's not relevant to the plot, even though it's the home base for my mother's experiments or whatever. And, the, like, the whole thing, too, is this is like, I actually like this a lot, this uh, idea that, oh, the power's out because, well, mom was in the hospital, so I forgot to pay the bill. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, they had a generator that I guess ran out of fucking gas or something, right? Is that what, the, is that what we're talking about? Well, they have the backup generator, and that's kind of like, yeah. Like a few other movies we've actually watched on this show, specifically Home Sweet Home that I mentioned earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh, they needed a generator in those fucking woods, dude. Let me tell you something. Light it up a little bit. Yeah. It's it's not like over-encompassing on the plot, but it, it becomes important later, and I'm kind of glad that they set it up here. Because, mm. yeah, then all those people get there. Brad gets there, who his whole gimmick is... You know, he wants to get laid, and he has this fucking, this this cigarette pack that has one left in it, and it auto-lights when he hits a button. Did he get this fucking thing from Rand Peltzer? Like, like the Peltzer fucking uh, lighter smoker? <laughs> this fucking thing pushes out a cigarette, and it's supposed to, like, light itself. Yeah, he's trying to quit, man. He reminds me, he reminds me of Ted Raimi. He's got Ted Raimi vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ted Raimi, and, and who's the dude from uh, Robot Jocks? Uh, Achilles. Oh, I forget his actual name, but... 
Achilles. So do I. It's like a mashup of those guys, yeah. He, like, I, I do appreciate that they went through that extra effort to have this guy who has a smoking habit he's trying to quit to, like, then tie around to the end of the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that happens when you have fucking two directors. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to become very important in about 80 minutes. It's very pertinent. Just just hang on to that fucking lighter, uh, cigarette lighter thing that doesn't work. Also, the, uh, the, the, the laundry shoot also that they briefly bring up, and then it's like a part of the movie at the end as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's attached to the fucking bathroom or something. Yeah, John's like, oh, yeah, I used to go down there as a kid through the shoot. And everybody's like, yeah, that's normal. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't go down there anymore. Something bad happened to me down there, so I don't want to... That's the last place I'm going to look for these fucking journals. Anyway, want to see my room? And he opens the fucking door, and it's a completely renovated, like, laboratory. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, my bed used to be here, but okay. What makes you think that your mom doesn't have some crazy shit cooking in the fucking basement, man? Yeah, your mom's the Riddler. She fucking has shit going on. Like, you know, you never had a normal conversation with your mom. And because later, later he's like, he just throws out nonchalantly, like, "Yeah, my mom wanted my DNA to do an experiment. It was no big deal." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NBD. Yeah, if my mom was like, "Yo, Jess, let me just get some DNA," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my face, mom. <laughs> this is fucking weird shit." Here's a here's a cup. Here's a cup, John. Do your thing. Just a little load this time. Nothing too big. Don't go crazy, you know. Yeah, that that's there's a reason why this fucking monster shoots giant loads all over the place. Oh yeah, you know when she gave that to John though, he couldn't get it off, so he said, hey, "Mom, this is a weird request, but can you like pretend to be dead?" Hey, mom, can you come and help me? Can you like lay down and just act like you're dead? I think that's what's gonna do it. That's gonna get me to really unload this. Uh... Yeah, 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 mom, lay lay on the floor. We're gonna put a bag of ice cubes on you. I'm gonna come back and. <laughs> five minutes and i'm just gonna go to town on your body okay start singing that lullaby that i like so much oh man that really gets him rock hard that that gets him to, that gets him to come twice <laughs> that lullaby is fucking torturous they must that's something they were playing in auschwitz dude <laughs> <laughs> for morale right yeah for morale yes kick up the anthony lullaby i hope you enjoy this they keep just playing it over and over again. I was like, just, oh my God, make it stop. <laughs> I kind of dig it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, my mother used to play this to soothe me because they find like a cassette tape of it. A, a cassette tape? It's a reel-to-reel motherfucker. That thing looks like it fell out of a God, like a 60s Godzilla movie. Oh, yeah. Because the whole thing is they're trying to find, you know, they're going to either destroy this research or they're going to, you know, compile it because, you know, John starts handing out the marching orders to all his friends. He's like, yeah, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to terminate things, Brad. He's like, ooh, terminate. And then uh, they, they kind of get to work. They start looking around. And uh, Melissa, at one point, just shows up in the middle of the night. Like, she just goes into, like, John's bedroom after they fucked and is, like, checking him out. Watches them sleep and then, like, raids the, the lab. And she they find, like, schematics for a fucking incubation device and shit. And there's all the sexual tension between, like... The three of them, Sharon and uh, John and Melissa, and I can't give a fuck about it, dude. She's sexy though, man. She's from she she she's from Leviathan, and oh yeah, dude, that movie's the best. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that movie. But Jesus, God, man, mm. Melissa. It doesn't help that Sharon just basically like locks herself in this study the entire movie. She was trying to make shit happen. She wanted it to happen. Yeah, so bad. Later, she pretty much says as much to him. <laughs> because they have like this back and forth throughout the movie and Sharon says to him at one point like well you know you're obviously attracted to Melissa and he's like 
He doesn't even say anything. He's not like, no, no. He's just like, he gets up and leaves the room. He's like, I'm going to go rub one out. I'll be right back. Are you going to boner right now? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me in my boner alone, miss. <laughs> go back to your thesis paper. And speaking of Melissa, I could have sworn when she first walked up, this fucking like mermaid woman, as we find out, that she said her name was Melissa Etheridge. And I was like, wait a second. What the fuck? <laughs> no, left, left Ridge. I know, it's confusing. Uh, yeah. I was like, you're going to break a guitar out and start singing to us? Well, what happened was I drank a bottle of vodka uh, with Daniel Stern and Ernie Hudson. And I don't know, something got into us. Yeah, they never really explained. I actually didn't even realize what the fuck happened to this woman on the first viewing. On a second viewing, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I get what they're... Like, why is this plot point... like? Because she's a fish person. Is it a Moreau thing? Hold on. Uh, let's just get out in front of this fucking shit. Is it a Moreau thing? Like, was she a fish first or a person into a fish? I think so. No, no. She said, well, she says something like, and I don't fully understand it either, but she says something that she was exposed to. They keep talking about this fucking like protein or chemical like fucking thing. Hemocyanin. Drink every t every time some motherfucker says hemocyanin, take a big drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, they, she was exposed to it in some way, and that's like she turned into a fish bitch. I don't fuck it. That's like all the explanation you get. Doctor Lloyd fucked me with an eel, and here we are. I will say this: maybe we could just talk about this scene briefly, then we can circle back around to the rest of it. But like she, when she dies later on in the movie, and she turns back into this fish monster, like the effects are great, but like. I kind of love in that scene where she's clearly mouthing water, water, <laughs> and nobody is like, we don't know, how can we save her? There's a bathtub right there. Just put her in the fucking bathtub. She would have lived. Oh, yeah, dude. I never had a goldfish when I was a kid. I don't know. Yeah, flushed her down the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> hey, she might have survived if they stuck her fucking head in there. The gills might have been able to operate. The fucking kindred was in there, dude. Don't you don't want you don't want to go in the toilet or the sink. Yeah, but uh, before all that happens, we uh, we see this kindred or whatever kindred TM kill the fucking family dog. Uh, is it the family dog? I don't even know where this dog came from. Well, it's Sharon's dog, because in the beginning, it's like licking her face when it, when she gets woken up by a phone call oh yeah uh, i don't know what was going on it looked like twizzlers were wrapping around rim shot that's that's <laughs> what I, that's what i saw yeah <laughs> and a little yelp yeah because it's like these tentacles that are like again i'm joking to some extent but not really they look like tentacle dicks that are fucking coming out of the like holes in this wood floor oh yeah there's a lot of like reverse uh um photography for these fucking tentacles and shit wrapping around uh everybody's necks and stuff i actually use this this film was inspiration to me to do like that stuff in outhouse that i did that short film i did oh yeah i could see that like pulling people into the fucking toilet and everything yeah right in the toilet yep with the, all the tentacle shit. Because at one point, after the dog is killed, you know, they're, they're like, kind of, you know, hanging out in the house. And uh, the I don't even know what this character's name is. I'll call her Melon Woman. Nell. Nell, yeah. Yeah, Bunky Jones, dude, from Hide and Go Shriek. And uh, what's that other one? Grotesque. Oh, my God. I love those movies, dude. Mm. Linda Blair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, she has this melon because she's like, oh, it's my parents' 35th anniversary. <laughs> So she buys a fucking watermelon. But guys, that's the kind of shit you're getting with two directors, though, you know? You're getting that. You're <laughs> Wait, no. Put the fucking watermelon scene in. We're leaving it in. Every character needs a motivation, no matter how unimportant they are to the plot. But that fucking watermelon is basically a lazy excuse for it to be a freaking alien egg, like, chestburster, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. But I don't understand that. Like, explain that to me. She got the... So she got the watermelon. Yeah. Just, just a regular watermelon watermelon she put it down next to john goodman's 
this fucking shithole. And then <laughs> then they she tries to transport it 10 minutes later and there's an alien inside of it. Like, did I miss a scene? It, there's like a tentacle that comes up and like goes into it. But I'm not sure how the whole thing fit in there, but I fucking love this, dude. This is, I, I don't know, man, between this one and the fucking Larry the Larva scene from Silent Night, Daily Night 5. <laughs> yeah, definitely some fucking Child's Play vibes for sure. Oh, man. Th- oh, oh, that is, that is, I mean, this this special effect is probably my favorite in the movie where you can see the tentacle going under her face. Yeah. Oh, dude. It goes up her fucking nose, like into her brain. Yeah, that's fucking cool, dude. Dude, this thing face fucks her. <laughs> Sure. And then they want to flex their budget again. They're just like, fucking launch this car off of a cliff. <laughs> I hope to Christ that it was just like, they're like, all right, go go get the camera. We're going to fucking run this car off the side of the thing. And then they just leave the fucking car in there. Oh, d- oh they absolutely left that fucking car. <laughs> dude. They, they were not extracting that vehicle when it was done. <laughs> yeah, it's got like 200,000 miles on it. Fuck it. <laughs> I do kind of love, too, how this uh, thing, when it bursts out of the watermelon, it almost looks like a fucking, like, vibrating vagina, like, coming out of the watermelon as these, like, tentacles shoot out into this woman's face. It, it is, like, the most effective scene because you do get to see the watermelon burst, and then you see, like, yeah. kind of, like, the fucking tentacles writhing really fast and shit. It does remind me of, like, you know, the better, the you know, the thing, which is obviously not the same league, but that effect, like, still holds solid. Yeah, with, like, the fucking rubber hoses flipping around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so then either whether it's a chest burster because it sure as hell looks like a xenomorph or it just finds its way back to the house for some reason. It kind of looks like E.T. on crack. Oh, well, E.T.'s back from The Beast Within. <laughs> <laughs> like if E.T. and The Beast Within fucked. Oh, that's what happened, dude. Fucking Billy O'Connor fucked E.T. And this is this is what happened. Dude, no, no. that When, when Billy Connor's transforming, that was like et's life doll that he that that like et actually fucks <laughs> yeah i could see it sticks his one lit up finger inside it <laughs> yeah billy be good the thing about et sticking his finger inside you like your like your soft tissue could never rip because he's always constantly healing your ass as he's ripping into you so it's just like oh that's right it's endless torment dude he's healing more stretch more stretch oh my god <laughs> It's like the ass pounding of the century. The ass pounding from outer space, dude. There it goes. E.T. E- was a Cenobite. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> He's taking some tips from fucking Extro, man. <laughs> yeah, he took his clothes off. That's that's the whole problem. You couldn't see all the uh, BDSM shit on him. He, he left that in the woods when they chased him. Clothing is restrictive. <laughs> <laughs> Beer good. He was into some kinky shit. He put that wig on and the dress. <laughs> So again, we get more of this hemocyanin shit, and she's like, oh, yeah, I found it in the lab. Um, Oh, but she's like, but sometimes blood results can be wrong because he's trying to, like, cover it up. Oh, yeah, because she's, like, swimming in the ocean, right? And he just happened to stroll on the beach, John. (laughs) It's actually kind of a great cut because we see that car hit the water, start sinking, and it literally just fades to the ocean and Melissa coming out of it. He's like, did you sleep in there? She's like, "Uh, uh, no. Did he follow her down there? What is the deal here? I mean, he's creeping on her, right? His line makes no fucking sense. He's walking. He sees her in the ocean coming out. She starts drying her hair, and he's like, oh, you take marine biology seriously, huh? <laughs> because because she's swimming in the ocean like a normal fucking person? <laughs> that, was the, that was the best one I got. I think that was the one that did it, right? She was like, oh, he's so hot. He's so handsome. He's so funny. I'm going to squirt my fish eggs in his mouth. <laughs> Oh, he's getting a fucking full face of caviar, baby. <laughs> full clutch. Oh, my God. That's some humanoids from the deep shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. But then she, she says something back to him. Like, do you think your mom was making human hybrids? And he's like, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> my mom 
even though she collected samples of my DNA? I don't think so. And she's like, yeah, but don't you think it would be cool if there was like a whale gorilla? <laughs> like, w- wouldn't that be fucking cool? Like a whale and a gorilla hybrid? Here's the thing. Hemocyanin. It's, we're going to use it on the xenomorphs. We're going to make the fucking mantis alien. We're going to make the fucking jaguar alien. What do you say? We're going to make the octopus alien, apparently. Kids are going to lose their fucking minds when we start making the toys. <laughs> Ken is going to do gangbusters. But then, like, you, you fast forward two seconds into the future after she just asked him, do you think your mom was making human hybrid uh, or hybrids rather? No, I don't think so at all. And then you fast forward. I was making hu- I was making <laughs> hybrids like on the recording <laughs> on the tape. He plays it. Hi, I'm Amanda, and uh, this is the first hybridization attempt, uh, Anthony Five. Or, you know, I had to put him down, he was too rambunctious, and I had to play the lullaby. He runs into the room, like, and rips his glasses off, and he's like, can you rewind that? And Cindy's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like shocked. He can't believe it. Yeah, he he hears her mom. Hears his mom say that, and then it's like a fucking velociraptor <laughs> screaming, like it's getting like fucking its head cut off. <laughs> right. They're like, what the what the fuck is that? Like that is the big red flag. You know, these people are fucking with gene splicing and genetic fucking mutants. You know what I mean? Like that could be living under the fucking house right now. Like, what are you talking about? Calm down, Anthony. I'm gonna play your Auschwitz lullaby. <laughs> That Brad, by the way, says, man, what is this beautiful song playing right now? I I can't get enough of it. With love, my Lipshin. (laughs) There is a fucking joke here that I need to do. Sean, just remind me of fucking uh, um, George C. Scott playing the fucking changeling thing over and over again. But it's her going hybridization, hybridization, hybridization. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, so, for some reason, I guess he's looking for the dog, but Hart just goes for a stroll around the property. Oh, yeah, dude. And gets fucking eviscerated by this creature in the barn. Oh, just, uh, yes. Like, he goes into a barn, and then Squidward just shows up and fucking bitch slaps him a couple times. <laughs> he finds some fucking leftover cum on the fucking ladder. He's like, oh, what is that? What is this shit? Well, he finds the dog fucked to death, I guess, and that if that's what you find on the ladder. Tom Everett Scott was there. He must have been. Oh, God. No, the best thing about this is the best fucking part about this scene is he gets attacked. He comes out. He's crawling. He's like almost dead. And Murbitch comes up to him and she's like, you tell him it was a wild fucking dog. <laughs> it was a mad dog. That worked for American Whale in London. Tell him that, okay? It wasn't the, the secret hybridization monster that can apparently tunnel under the ground. If that was me, I would be calling TMZ. I would just be like, <laughs> get the paparazzi out here. We have an undocumented Kardashian. <laughs> Why, why the fuck it doesn't John just, like, ask him, like, what happened? And he's like, uh, uh, and, I mean, I guess, uh, what's his name? Hart is so fucked up. I mean, part of his throat is ripped out. I guess. He, like, got it in the neck, maybe. Dude, I mean, they do make a point to show, like, 14 maxi pads on his throat, like, uh, 15 times. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So he takes his ass to the hospital, and, he, and he's laid up in bed. And the doctor comes out, he's like... Uh, did you know there's a bunch of hemocyanin? He raises his eyebrows in his blood. Oh, so you know what it is, huh? And he's like, what? How is that possible? He's like, is he awake? And he's like, yeah, you could go see him, but he's heavily sedated. So much so that John goes in, he's like, what happened? And he goes, she lied. Good night. And then he just fucking passes out. (laughs) The thing I don't get, though, is like, so they make a point to tell you, like, that Melissa was exposed to this hemocyanin shit. Yeah. But then he was exposed to it and it's in his blood, but he doesn't 
turn into like a fish bitch or nothing like that, you know? No, that's why I was wondering, like, was she, you know, was she a fucking, you know, she, she, I'm just going to chalk it up. She was a fucking deep one. I, that's that's my thing. Like you were saying you that just tie that fucking H.P. Lovecraft shit right back together. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> so so Melissa finds the fucking Anthony journals, the incubation chamber. And guess where it is in that fucking basement that he didn't want to go down into. <laughs> Behind a clothes rack. Yeah, and it turns out there's, like, jars of the shit. There's, like, a whole bunch of Anthony's. One, two, three, four, all the way through fucking 500. Just, like, all stacked up. His mom went to freaking Target and got, like, a deal on mason jars (laughs) and just, like, put these babies in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm making uh, jams and jellies. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Baby jelly. Meanwhile, Rucker Howard's in the corner studying one of these things, saying... Ah, yes, one fully functioning vagina. <laughs> They're hermaphrodites, you know what that means? They they, they they reproduce asexually. Get the fuck out of here. Do you mean, that means you can fuck them and they can fuck you. <laughs> it's a hell of an orgy, let's let them out. Well, we gotta wait another 20 minutes for that. This is like proto-Van Dams, dude. This is where they came from. Oh, yeah, the Van Dams are definitely involved. This is like the, uh... The other branch of the Van Dam family. This is like how this is this this is like uh, Van Dam Prime, right? It wasn't years of inbreeding. It was it was the fucking Anthony Project. <laughs> yeah. So Melissa, she cracks open one of these fucking fetus jars, and this little poor little Anthony Junior in there pops up. <laughs> you know, he sees the light hitting him on the eye, so it startles him, and he jumps up, you know, to give her a hug, and she freaks out and smashes his fucking head and cu- knocks one of his arms off and then slams him into the jar. Breaks his arm off. We gotta get the hashtag justice for Anthony Jr. trending due to this atrocity. What well, what number is he, though? Anthony Jr. 5? He's Jr. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's Anthony's fault for not having bones, okay? Yeah, that's true. His... Mush arm just comes off. (laughs) Congratulations, it's a squid. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. But then she takes she takes this same fucking baby <laughs> later and takes it to the lab with the ripped off arm and Lo- Dr. Lloyd's just staring at it, poking and prodding it as it's screaming and crying like, huh, very interesting. Good job, Melissa. Hell of a thing. But where's Anthony Prime, goddammit? I want that big boy. And then he goes on to, he's like, he's like, it's his brother. We got to make John understand. It's, it's his brother. He's not, he shouldn't be scared of him. Yeah. And then this is where you get the full lay down about how Melissa's being forced to do this job because the doctor's holding her meds over her head. Yeah. And, uh, the only other thing here, she steals the car to go there that night and that becomes a plot point because they start to. They start to doubt her motivations. The best thing about that scene is when she goes to visit uh, Marlon Brando, he fucking he gives her a tranquilizer gun that apparently he didn't think would be useful to a 95 year old who has been, you know, (laughs) trying to get bodies for him, bludgeoning people with like a fucking stick. That's right. I forgot she's got the fucking gun. Like, why? (laughs) That old dude had like bilateral shoulder replacement. He's got no hips. He's got no knees anymore. And you're like, no, you still bludgeon the old way there ain't there ain't nothing better than doing it the old way with a sledge he only had so much of that uh serum of that uh tranquilizer stuff that he uh you know just in case in case amanda ever had another experiment about i don't know some kind of hybridization you know he'd have that in pocket he couldn't risk wasting it maybe give him some fucking lizard juice and that's how his legs work i don't know who knows maybe so yeah melissa steals the car all that blah 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 she also does hit on uh she hits on john at one point like we were alluding to earlier yeah and she like gives him champagne she's like let's fuck 
And he's like, no. And then she steals his car keys. <laughs> well, he says no after she kisses him for like a solid 10 seconds. He's like, well, uh, I don't know. I can't do this. It's like, you waited a long time, man. Let's drink to thinking about us fucking, they say, or something like some, some shit like that. Oh, yeah. I love when Sharon's just like, uh, like we already talked about it earlier, but she's basically like alluding to the, like, they want to, f- that she, he wants to fuck her. Yeah. Melissa. <laughs> I know you're trying to take her to Long John Silver. <laughs> and then, yeah, then she like she says, like, I'm just going to sneak in your bedroom then. And uh, when you're sleeping and that's exactly what she does, dude. The next scene is like her like nipple sucking on John while he's sleeping <laughs> like a like a sucker fish or like eating algae. Oh, yeah, dude. She's fucking licking that stomach while she steals the car keys. Yeah, she steals the car keys and goes and sees fucking uh, the doc. And then he talks her into it and she comes back. Yeah. And then like, she yeah, she comes back to the house and then like we're back at the hospital the next day and they go to see uh, Hart and Cindy's with John and uh, the doctor's like, come in my office for a second. Uh, hemocyanin. You ever heard of it? Yes, you have. Okay, I, I told you before. We said it like twenty fucking times in the movie so far. By the way, how did it get in this guy? And he's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, do you know what this is? And he hands him a fucking cup of fucking. That look like cocaine, dude. It's a fucking load. The guy, he's like, we we jerked off your buddy, and here's what came out of him. Does this look familiar to you? Well, I've seen a lot of cum in my life, but uh, this cum specifically, no. It's supposed to be like hemoglobin, right? I guess they like took it out of him. He's like, yeah, this is a hemoglobin sample, motherfucker. Hemoglobin is red. Like, do you not know that? You have two directors. You can't have them go to the, one of them can't go to the library and open a fucking book. Not only that, it's like if this was coursing through this guy's fucking veins, he'd be dead. No? Yeah, he's he's full of the stuff. It's just like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna get fucking chocolate chip Charlie, man. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I say cocaine, but it's because he like when the doctor leaves, like Cindy steals like some kind of like mixture that looks like cocaine. Oh, she's fucking dumping Anthony's cum into a fucking pill bottle and like takes it with her. <laughs> I got bad news for you. This guy's insides are full of Charleston chew. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, uh, sorry about your friend. Throw him in the trash. Nobody wants to eat that. He'll be delicious, though, for some for fit for 80-year-old women. <laughs> they go to check on this guy again, and he, like, just doesn't wake up. They don't prod him or anything. They don't really make much of an effort. They're just like, Hart, hey, Hart, can you wake up? Uh, he didn't hear us. I guess we better leave. <laughs> and then this guy wakes up, like, 15 minutes later once everything hits the fan, and is like, oh, oh! And he's like rushing out of the hospital and like knocking over fucking whirlies and they're like, get that guy! Like he's in a mental institution or something. They should have made it like a twist where like he did get infected with like this thing, but he was able to like use it to his own like potential. Mm. He could shoot out like, you know, fucking Twizzler vines from his wrists or something, you know? <laughs> like Leprechaun 3 kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking pulls his dick out and just soaks people down with that fucking Anthony goo. Oh man, he grabs into the vagina with the uh, tentacle on his penis he just you know locks in there oh jesus christ man what is he he's like a cat (laughs) or a duck just like howard the duck you know take your pick (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know john goes back to the house and he's like he's like all right everybody get together here's the deal um there's a monster um hemocyanin um we gotta destroy the house everybody needs to get out of here there's a monster on the loose hemocyanin 
in case I didn't say that already. Hemocyanin. And Melissa's like, what's wrong with you? You can't destroy the Anthony Journals like your mother works so hard on it or whatever. <laughs> and Sharon goes, what the fuck is your deal with that anyway? Why do you want these Anthony Journals? And then it just cuts and that's it. Well, the power goes out. She's saved by the power going out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How could they cut the power, man? Yeah, because it's the whole thing with the gas and, you know, they run out of fuel. So then they're arguing. Because John's like, oh, Melissa, did you take the car out last night? Because he's, you know, he wants to find out what the deal is with her. And then they. Oh, my God, dude. This is one of my favorite fucking line deliveries in the whole movie coming up <laughs> when he's talking to Brad. Oh, yeah, because they see Brad outside, like, funneling uh, gas out of the car for the generator. Yeah. So John storms out there. He's like, did you do this last night? He's like, it was probably Melissa. There's something fishy about her. <laughs> and he's like, what do you. T-? Remember when I kissed her earlier in the movie and she tasted like tuna? <laughs> yeah, her lips tasted like shrimp dipped in oyster sauce. <laughs> you ever lick a fucking uh, uh, a piece of driftwood? And then John's reaction is fucking he. <laughs> why are you talking about shrimp? That's like my, the, the best fucking line. Why are you talking about shrimp? Yeah, he just starts screaming at uh, Brad, and Brad is like cool as a cucumber. Like, whoa, hold on a second. He's like, we all know you're not angry at me, so what are you actually angry about? Like, calls him out hardcore, and he's like, I don't know! There's a monster on the loose! Hemocyanin, that's what! And Brad's like, okay, all right. And then they hear, like, a scream from inside, and they fucking run in. Man, this is kind of neat, though, because fucking uh, Anthony, like, bursts through the window and, like, grabs Melissa and, like, goes to pull her out. And I guess that, like, sets her off into fucking, like, transformation mode, because they bring her into the bathroom, and she starts turning into a fucking fish monster. Yeah, and that's the scene where she's just, like, mouthing, water, water, and they're like, ah, what do we do? She's dying! Dude, I love it, man. Her fucking, like, you, you see her ear, like, suck in, and these giant gills, like, appear on her neck and her fucking uh, lower torso. It's really well done. Like, I, I really love the makeup in this scene. I don't know why this was a plot point, but uh, it's fucking cool. <laughs> exactly. What about the scene when you find out that Anthony was named after St. Anthony? <laughs> Named after my mom's favorite saint. It's like, what? And fucking Anthony has been juicing since you saw him last time because he's he's like flexing fucking uh, steel chassis outside. He's like enormous. Now, again, is this Anthony Prime? Well, how many fucking Anthonys are on the loose now? There was one in the... Well, this is the main one. I think there's only one. There was one in the watermelon, and I guess that one came back to the barn. That's what I'm saying. It came, the night he came home. <laughs> Twice. And I love when John like is like he puts the pieces together and he's like, I got to fucking see something. He cuts his palm and he checks his like he checks his blood under like the the, the cum sample he got at the hospital. And <laughs> and it's the same. And I'm like, dude, that's not how DNA works unless you're on like the Maury show. No, you know, it's no fucking in no world. L- look through here. You see this? Hemocyanin. <laughs> the same. Hem- hemocyanin. Hemocyanin here. Hemocyanin there. Hemocyanin everywhere. Hemocyanin in here. Yeah, he sure did. Hemocyanin over here. Eat some hemocyanin over there. He would eat them everywhere. <laughs> Fucking hemocyanin by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's one of the books that got pulled. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't hear much about it these days. Yeah. It was a classic. Yeah. Uh, Anthony basically is out there. He flips the car over and then he smashes through the window and wraps around uh, the Murbitch and they basically like break, yep. break Anthony off of her. And that's when she starts like transforming into like the fish 
You full on fish. And then Anthony tries to fucking grab uh, Brad through the fucking laundry chute that's located in the bathroom, like we were talking about, where John used to take his fucking uh, joy rides down when he was a kid. So I guess I guess the I guess the monster likes it too, right? He likes the fuck going up and down that that laundry chute. I just don't understand why, like, yeah, they couldn't just fill the tub up like Sean said and just put the fucking bitch. I mean, like, you, you know, they're like sea monkeys. You just gotta put, you gotta give them some, <laughs> give them some water. Rehydrator. And we're not like talking about a bunch of like schlubs that wouldn't know any better. Like these guys are all like scientists and shit. They should have like an, they should be good at like critical like thinking in in high pressure situations. That would be the best if the whole point of like his of the Riddler mom doing all this shit was because she basically wanted she was trying to unlock the mystery of the sea monkey. And- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like hemocyanin is what put like the sea monkey in like its suspended state before you apply water. Oh yeah, dude. Th- that they, they then they had their own show in the nineties. They sure did. <laughs> They're all living together with fucking Howie Mandel. Yeah, that fucking show was a trip, dude. <laughs> That's some fucking Kyoto goodness, dude. Yeah. So fucking Anthony grabs uh, Brad. And they get away. Is this where they fucking jump down? They go. They go out to the. Uh, they decide they're going to go down into the basement. They try. They try to move that like thing out of the way, and they fall through the floorboards into John Goodman's septic tank. Um, well, only Sharon falls down there. Yeah, and they, they. And then he fucking throws the rope down to her. It reminds me of the ending of uh, Graveyard Shift. <laughs> and I hope she got double pay for falling in John Goodman's septic tank. <laughs> yeah, because she is covered in brown fucking whatever there's all kind of fucking kindred goo and hemocyanin like i would love to see the like behind the scenes of what that fucking look what that was because that was like the most impressive set for me the entire movie because it did it it looked like it had some serious depth yeah you know you can't see a lot of it because it's so dark but like i'm sure that it looks amazing like it looks like kind of like an alien hive with a big fucking pit in the middle of it yeah she even gets like dropped into the water after they like pull her up so it's like all right we got you out of the shit water just hold on just hold on up oh, she slips she's back in it's like okay you probably swallowed some of that on the second time in if not the first <laughs> <laughs> oh she got a mouthful of goo dude yeah but then like the monster attacks her while she's in there and like she somehow like magically escapes she gets away and they're like trying to pull the fucking rope up and they pull up you know they pull up anthony instead the fucking you know like in poltergeist where you were uh they pull the fucking rope through and it's the giant skeleton head well it's a big giant fucking mutated et head that pops out and then cindy falls down there <laughs> how is she not dead the fucking <laughs> monster's right there they don't even look for her body they just assume she's done the kill count needs to be higher in this movie i'll say that right now it's just like you could have just killed off everybody except fucking yeah just let john live at the end with his sexy young and the restless face and just drive off <laughs> yeah into the into the sunset you know it's weird because it's almost like the movie was afraid to kill people unless they had like a really good one like in pocket yeah and so it's just like oh yeah this person might be dead oh no he's just going to the hospital oh uh this woman uh she fell in the shitter she's she's gone oh wait no she's actually alive she just didn't say anything for 20 minutes yeah but it's like gi joe you see all this like gunfire happening but nobody fucking dies you know right no 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 anthony was fucking people up i want to see fucking i want to see body parts man for sure i mean talk about the suckling i mean that movie they weren't afraid to fucking kill people yeah oh my god dude the suckling 
That, that movie is just that movie. I didn't see that movie until probably like two years ago. And I was like, and I was like, how the fuck did I never see this movie? Holy shit. Oh, dude, it's a trip, man. It's a great flick. Oh, yeah. So John ends up playing the fucking lullaby to like calm it down. I mean, dude, you should. You're a scientist and it took you that long to figure out that fucking that you needed to play the Auschwitz song. Come on. This guy hasn't been in the fucking basement the whole movie because he's been putting it off because like, nah, nah, can't be. Can't be. I don't like it down there. There's spiders and my underwear with skid marks are down there. I was touched in that basement and I don't want to go down there. I also touched my first dead body down there and that's what put me on this weird path in life. (laughs) (laughs) And here I am, back to where it all started in a fucking John Goodman shithole. Then Brad's like, let's give this fucking freak of nature a surprise. If you're Jason Voorhees, if you're a giant shark in a Steven Spielberg sequel, if you're zombies in Return of the Living Dead 2, if you're a fucking serial killer in a lesser known Wes Craven fucking movie, you shouldn't be surprised when someone tries to kill you with electricity. You're always (laughs) going to be killed by electricity. It's the fucking first thing that people go to to kill a fucking creature. Dude, what's even funnier than that is like it's in a computer earlier in the movie because it's like, oh, Anthony 15 was terminated via 30,000 volts of electric shock. What did she do? Did she just like stick that Anthony in an electric chair and told him not to move while she pulled the lever like, it's okay, Anthony, you're going on to greener pastures. (laughs) It'll only hurt for a second. Yeah, because I think it says like it took like a minute or two for it to die. You see the thing screaming for that long? They are real. They're they're fucking sea monkeys, dude. Sea monkeys only live like a day or two, and then they're fucking. I'm telling you, all these things were fucking sea monkeys, <laughs> and they get dehydrated, dude. When you shock them up, throw some salt on this motherfucker, this slimy fuck. She didn't have the formula a hundred percent. You know, she was trying to fit. She was trying to finish it. That's true. So, uh, so yeah, they fucking hook this thing up and they're going to shock the shit out of it. And Lloyd shows up and he's like, hey, get away from that sea monkey. <laughs> and he's like, eat your brother, your brother. And John's just like, no, you, we got to kill it. It's a fucking abomination. He's like, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a genetic, uh, 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 uh miracle. You're going to fucking, you know, you can't just kill it, you know. That whole fucking shit. He's got his bucket hat on, though, for intimidation tactics. <laughs> fucking Bob Denver hat he walks in. I mean, look, come on, dude. Like, if you're trying to intimidate people, don't bring your bucket hat to the fucking showdown, you know? You look like an asshole. Dr. Lloyd had a bucket hat, but he had the darkest, blackest eyes. <laughs> it's raining out. What, what? Can you blame a man? I didn't want to get my hairpiece wet. You know how fucking much that costs? He should have just showed up in, like, a Paddington Bear fucking, <laughs> like... like raincoat yeah i'm gonna fuck your ass right now is what he's the <laughs> <laughs> oh dude throw him a fucking orange marmalade on a piece of bread <laughs> calms him right down so yeah what is he brando gets pulled down into the into the septic tank too right in the lamest way possible they shock the shit out of this fucking monster and his fucking his, his tentacles explode and like start shooting fucking goo all over the place his fucking head explodes his eyes pop out and he like starts melting into john and it's like the other it's like the actor like in all this like gross prosthetics and shit which is pretty fucking cool it is. It's that. That's another scene. It's like you see like these scenes juxtaposed to like some of the other scenes, and you're like, this was not the same special effects guy responsible because that that looks that's so fucking cool, dude. 
So fucking cool. It's really awesome. I'm also sitting here nitpicking a very cheaply made film. Oh, no, sure. Where it's like, why would it look like that when all the pieces get blown off? Like, that makes no sense at all. I, well, it's kind of, it comes back. Again, there was probably like a deeper thing going on, but the other director was like, no, put the watermelon thing in. No, put the fucking mad dog thing in. I think it looks really cool. Don't get me wrong. I was just like, okay, it was like an octopus monster. Now it's like human with goo on it. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, to be honest, we don't know all the specifics on Hemo signing so true it's like the fly too you know when he fucking goes in with the with the guy and then he breaks out of that monster skin but yeah he he pulls down lloyd lloyd like slides into this hole anybody could have reached out and grabbed him and they they, they let him go it's like uh what's her face at the end of uh indiana jones 3 dude everybody that's fallen down this fucking hole so far has survived is totally fine and the monster's dead so why did this guy die i like to think like what did they put at the bottom for that actor to fall on like just like just like a really <laughs> shitty mattress He's an Academy Award winning actor for like, <laughs> a- and he's just pulled down a fucking hole and forgotten about. They just they just put like fucking four bags of hers potato chips for him to fall on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they as he's falling down, they dump a gallon of fucking goo on this guy. <laughs> he gets soaked in this fucking yellow shit. <laughs> well, you know, Walter Peck was just relieved it wasn't him this time. Oh, yeah. Kumdar's laughing in the fucking distance, dude, for sure. And you think, like, at this point, you're like, okay, this movie's done. It's over. But guess what? They fucking, they, Matthew Broderick Godzilla comes in and they're like, nope, we got babies now. You got to take care of the baby situation. <laughs> well, there's the rest of the Van Dams we were talking about earlier. They came up out of their fucking jars and they started dancing around. This reminded me a lot of, like, aberration. Yeah, well, they fucking, they tried to, they tried to kill them off, dude. They tried to sever the bloodline. You know, they had to. So fucking that that trusty, uh, uh, you know, the Peltzer fucking lighter, cigarette lighter comes in handy because Brad's down there and, like, throws a bunch of fucking propane tanks in there and, like, <laughs> makes a trail with, like, fucking, uh, what, what do you call that starter shit, um, like gasoline for like a grill. No, it's like it's like the powder uh, uh, stuff, magnesium. I'm not kidding. Like I'm joking about the Van Dams. Like again, we made a bunch of references to it, but uh, go listen to the Bleeders episode if you want more context on that and some fucking more antics of creatures underground. Yeah, yeah, but they're literally like talk about coming out of ground. Like yeah, there's a bunch of them, like kind of almost like deadly spawn to some extent. Yeah, just surrounding uh, Brad, and that's when he lights uh, all this uh, fuel on fire. But upstairs, they're coming out of the fucking drain. <laughs> one attaches to like Sharon's head. Fucking John smashes it against the fridge and like steps on it and shit. Then they go back in and Cindy's okay. She crawls out of a fucking hole and she's fine somewhere. And then, uh, you know, there's like that part where, you know, they're like, oh my God, I lit the fucking house on fire and John's still inside. And Brad runs in and gets him and they, and they, you know, they jump out and the fucking house explodes and lights on fire. It's a good explosion, but like, to be honest, like, when they show those like sea monkeys in the window, like quote unquote dying, that's a weak flame, man. They d- and and they just drive off. They're like, D- we're done here. That's it. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. There is some there is some Anthony's that are living in after this. I- I'm telling you, <laughs> they they might be half burned, but they're still alive. And I I thought for sure that when we like when we pan to the back because they're all driving away in this fucking ambulance, everything's fine. We pan into the back. 
And uh, I thought for sure one of these things was going to like jump over the seat, but it doesn't. You know, the little back seat fucking uh, uh, stinger at the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's not even kid ourselves. John Hurt opened up a fucking portal and grabbed a few of them as the building went down. And he's got him, he's got him on that farm. He sent a couple to the Van Dams, you know, to procreate across uh, jeans. Yeah, put him in New England, yep. Yeah, a whole new uh, brand of Van Dam coming soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Granny's very pleased. <laughs> oh, hybridization has really taken off. Here you go. But then they show the... They show the sea monkey recipe burning slowly <laughs> yeah john forgot to grab that he uh he didn't get there in time it was also the the recipe for her best bat fucking amanda's famous brownies dude his mom's favorite brownies was in there too oh man the fucking riddler's legacy <laughs> <laughs> all of those little all of those little cards he worked so hard like making you know all the locations of those people that you know the riddler had locked up waiting to be saved you know just they're gonna be dead now it's like a saw situation all the fucking valentines he drew are in there you know all the jars of feces that she she kept from of him when he was a little kid in the basement we might need to study these one day i kept every ejaculation you've ever had on a shelf and now they're turned into monsters if anything left your body it's in the basement in a jar it's either in my stomach or in a jar <laughs> yeah because it was real easy with that whole you know necrophilia thing anytime you needed to get off or i needed a sample it was easy just you know throw the ice on me and do your job <laughs> so kick up the auschwitz lullaby <laughs> <laughs> you know, burning the fucking house, and then it just, we, we get credits. Yeah, we don't cut back to a music box or a fucking rocking chair or anything. No. <laughs> there is no, like, help, you know any changeling bullshit at the end no they should have they should have deadly spawned it and just pulled back and just showed a huge anthony explode from the ground oh oh yeah dude that would have been amazing then i would have been like this movie's a 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but as it stands it wasn't in the budget dude it ran out yeah you know you gotta you drive a porsche through a building motherfucker you're gonna waste half your budget <laughs> you blew it dude now what but yeah guys all right so so uh jess on the show uh, we do, you know, is it on the shelf or in the dumpster? So, uh, so where are we putting this, guys? Uh, so I, I said it earlier, but I would be really interested to watch the Blu-ray just to see what it looks like, like, you know, just a better version of it, because that YouTube version was fucking awful. But, um, I don't know, man, it, this movie's just not, it's for me, at least it's not as like, I'm glad I rewatched it, but it's not as memorable as some of like, you know, the other monster movies that are, you know low budget quote unquote the characters for me are like all kind of meh mm. you know there's not there's not like tons of like memorable lines and the the special effects dude do you know what they really needed in this movie for me at least they needed to get a little uh buchler in here to just give them sea monkeys a little old bay seasoning you know make them just a little more delicious <laughs> and i wish and i wanted more kills dude for sure i wanted more kills uh so for me put in the dumpster oh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, this one's on the shelf. Uh, th this one's close to my heart. It's just one of those ones that stick stuck with me since I was a kid, and I, ha I have a lot of nostalgia for it. But it's also one of those things too, where like I'm super into like uh, poppycock science bullshit, um, and this delivers on that like to the forefront. Um, I really love I really love the monster shit in this. I, I don't know. It just kind of all it all kind of gels well. It's kind of like uh, B movie junk food for me that. Uh, it's just cozy for me, and it's not great for sure, but um, I really cannot wait for that fucking Blu-ray. I've been waiting for it forever, um, and I can't wait to spin that. Like, I want to see it like full and restored uh, finally. 
But I really love the soundtrack to this movie too. Uh, <laughs> despite the Auschwitz lullaby, like I, I, I dig it, man. Like I, I really like a lot of the score of this. Uh, that uh, Newman's laying down, and again, like I love the effects. I mean, that that's the the monster and stuff is the is the go to for me with this shit. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those ones for me that uh, that really sticks out, and 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 I kind of latched onto. And and like I said before, I got a bunch of like a paraphernalia for this flick, um, and it's it's just close to me. So yeah, on the shelf for sure. Yeah, this is going right in the dumpster, <laughs> deep deep in the dumpster. Deep. Oh, it, well, okay, it's not quite at the bottom, but it's you know maybe half a foot from the bottom. You know, it's it's pretty far down there, man. Wait, is the hug a bunch above this or below this? The hug a bunch is like buried under the dumpster. <laughs> You know, because I didn't totally hate this, but it isn't that good at all. Like, again, I mentioned a couple movies that it made me think of, like The Deadly Spawn and The Suckling more so. But even The Suckling, like I said, is still a shitty movie, but I liked way more than this. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Like this movie, I don't hate this movie by any stretch, but it doesn't have enough to have me keep coming back for more, you know? Yeah, like I might rewatch it when that Blu-ray comes out because I'm sure Joe will be looking for someone to watch it with. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Well, we're gonna. F- well, I'm gonna fucking uh, watch along that motherfucker. I- I'd be down. I'd be down. I'd also do a watch along of that W.C. Fields movie I mentioned earlier. So if anybody's interested, let us know. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's at it's at the bottom of the dumpster again. Like the effects are kind of all over the place for me personally. Like I think like the stuff coming out of the watermelon look really cool, and I think the uh, the transformation scene when melissa turns into like the sea monster is kind of cool even though it's like why is this in this movie yeah um and like the monster like it looks okay to me i like it better in the in the second half of the movie the first time you see it i feel like it kind of looks really bad and again like i've joked about this on the show in the past about other movies but like james cameron cash the fucking check like they are (laughs) ripping you off hard with this creature look uh kind of also, that's Geek. That's Geeger, brother. Well, fine, Geeger. Get your money because you're getting robbed. <laughs> they they went through all the trouble to do those like creatures in the beginning, right? But then they never go back to them. And like you, you like you spent the time to sit those people down in a chair and do all those appliances. And you like at least you could have like gave me a scene where they maybe escaped and like really killed somebody in like a really great way. Because like, they did have like this movie did have like at least in that part like um Nightbreed vibes, you know, where you could you could have had like. Um, you know, with a bigger budget, I guess. I don't fucking know, but like, or more, you know, special effects people on board that could handle it. There, there's behind the scenes stills of this movie where they show that makeup a lot. So I'm again, I'm wondering, like, I wonder if like the shitty transfer of the film really affects, you know, the the enjoyment of watching it and really having everything come through. Because uh, there's pretty involved makeups in that fucking scene, but you can barely fucking see him. So I, I don't know if it's one of those things too, where maybe cleaning up this movie uh, might enhance your viewing experience. Uh, there's a lot of good ideas in it too that I think I kind of latch on to, and in my head they're better than they're executed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I would be interested, and in, obviously it's never gonna happen. But if there was a sequel. Like, if we just saw a bunch of these little ones killing people, like Jesse was just saying, because, like, when you see that cover art with the bottle, I'm thinking, okay, some kind of mutant baby, but we, like, only kind of get that at the end, and it's so, like, throwaway, it, like, happens in the span of a minute or two before it kind of resolves itself. Like, that would have been interesting. You could have totally had, like, a, um, like, almost like a critters moment where they're trapped in the house with, like, the little creatures. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Critters one vibes for sure. I'm surprised that it, I mean, we get a little bit of that, but nothing. It's quick. It's done so quickly. Again, that's why I mentioned Aberration. I mean, that movie, you know, I feel like it's handled way better in that just as a comparison uh, when they're coming out of like the car and everything at the end of the movie. 
But it made me think of that, and uh, I don't know where I'm really going with this. I mean, it's <laughs> it's bad. It's like two stars bad. It's it's not Pluto Natch. It's not House of the Dead or the Hug a Bunch, but it's pretty fucking bad. Uh, check it out. But if you if you're like me, if you've seen this movie and you already know where it lies next to the fucking rotten bagels and uh, you know pregnancy tests that are just shoved into the bottom of the dumpster uh, with the hypodermic <laughs> needles, like it's it's down there deep. Like you're not gonna want to reach for this thing because you're just gonna get your arm all fucked up covered in like urine and and i don't know you might even get uh you might get some fucking hemocyanin in you dude then what yeah exactly and who the hell want you don't want that in you so uh just just ignore this film i don't know i usually tell people to check this shit out i guess check it out but you gotta watch it on youtube or find the vhs so maybe just wait yeah i was gonna say you unless you have the vhs don't watch it on fucking youtube wait until wait until synapse drops that fucking blu-ray i'm sure somebody's gonna rip it or you know come here sign up for that patreon maybe we'll do a watch along special watch along so uh (laughs) do that i've been waiting for this blu-ray since i was 13 years old oh dude i'm gonna be fucking 80 years old saying that shit for sure so yeah jess thanks for thanks so much for coming on the show um and where can everybody find you again uh say love saying podcast.com and we're on spotify itunes on instagram yeah give the show a listen thanks for having me on here guys it was a fucking blast oh hell yeah dude thanks for coming on uh definitely go check out say you love satan fucking go sign up go buy some shit um they put out quality content so do not sleep on that if you guys have haven't heard of them or or you i'm sure you're already subscribed to them but if you're not definitely go check them out um and uh and yeah, make sure make sure you fucking go sign up for that Patreon. We got the five and ten dollar tiers. Uh, get yourself some fucking movie dumpster swag. You get access to our commentary tracks and watch alongs, our live watch alongs, and our archive shit. So if you're not there for it, you you'll be able to watch it later. You know, whenever you want. Or you can come in and hang out. We could chat, whatever you want to do. And uh, you could sign up for that $2 tier, too, to get all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, pictures, videos, stuff like that. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts uh, because that seriously helps. Look, no money at all. Go do that. I'm, I, I'd say it every fucking episode, but come on. Like, you, you know, we, we put out this content for you guys, and I, and I appreciate you listening. Come on, do us a solid. Go fucking leave a, go leave a nice review for us, please. We really appreciate it, and it helps us. Uh, you know what it does. It gets us out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. So uh, please go do that and check out moviedumpspodcast.com. So that's it. That's The Kindred from 1987, directed by Stephen Carpenter and Jeffrey Obrow. If you want some more good, bad, and god-awful movie goodness, head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com and follow us on all of your favorite social media and streaming platforms. You can also head on over to our Patreon page and sign up for the 2 5 or $10 tiers for monthly exclusive content, or drop by our merch store and grab yourself uh, some non-committal swag. Yeah, and for no money at all, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to support your favorite show. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Jesse from Say You Love Satan. Thanks for visiting the dumpster.